Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to today's webinar. Uh, with us today, we have Sean from Inventory Base, who is going to be talking to you about unlocking revenue potential with property data. Um, if any of you have any questions throughout the webinar, Please do pop them in the question box and we will get those answered at the end of the webinar. So without further ado, let's pass it to Sean. Lovely. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I'm going to be taking you through, um, hopefully, not any longer than the 30-minute webinar. I'm going to be talking about unlocking potential property data. And obviously, I'm going to be looking at it from a prop tech perspective, because obviously, that is where I kind of operate. This is my world, as it were. So we're going to be covering like four main topics. We're going to be looking at you know, why prop tech and real-time data can be an absolute game changer for agents. The types of data that can help you make smart decisions, because that's what we need to in, certainly in this uh, busy housing sector and space. How easy it is to collect and use data to gain valuable insights and also some practical steps for integrating your data into your day to day operations. Now, I'm going to start with uh, an acronym and most people tend to roll their eyes as soon as they see the word prop tech or hear the word prop tech, purely because you know it's like a buzzword. Everybody's kind of thinking, well, OK, well, yeah, prop tech, what is it? So I've tried to kind of define it here. So for me, this is how I look at PropTech. Uh, it's about property. It's about revolutionising the whole property process and what we do in regards to how we manage it. And it's and with that, it's about optimization of the actual processes that we have in place at the moment because we already know that a lot of the processes within the rental sector, within the housing sector, is is, is very antiquated and it's not really fit for purpose. And with the kind of environment we now all live in where everything's got to be done like now, everybody wants instant answer, everybody wants instant gratification, whether that is something to do with, you know, being able to get the information quickly, etc. It's all about making that whole process as seamless as possible. And obviously that goes towards productivity. You know, how quick can we do that? How productive are we as agents, as, as uh, professionals in the sector? How can we make it so that we're actually producing the kind of results the client wants, the landlord wants, the agent wants, but also making sure that, you know, in real time, we're actually making a benefit out of that. And obviously technology comes into it. Um, tech does all the heavy lifting, or at least it's, that's exactly what it should be doing if you purpose it right. And that creates efficiency. And that's what we want in the industry. We want to be efficient, we want to be streamlined, we want to have really good workflows, we want connectivity, we want to be able to work together. And that's where collaboration comes into it. At the moment, we all tend to talk to each other, but maybe not in a great way, or maybe there's, there's still parts of the industry, the sector where we don't talk as well as we should do. Certainly when we're talking about conveyancing, where we've got loads of those data, but we're not really sharing it in the right way, everybody's kind of asking the same questions when we could already get it from one data source. So if we collaborate more efficiently, then obviously it's going to make our work, our, uh, you know, our product, our services much more efficient. And PropTech's all about housing. It's all about innovation. It's about getting the results we want. Everybody's got to live somewhere. We know that. We all need a home 
or somewhere to call home. And if we can innovate and make the whole housing process, whether it's rental, whether it's sales, as streamlined as possible, what that means then is that we can look at the housing stock we've got, repurpose it, make it more efficient. And then obviously, as we bring in new housing stock into the sector, it's as most efficient as it can be. And it's obviously going towards the government's net zero goal in well, 2050, depending on you know whether we actually get to that point. So for me, prop tech isn't a buzzword. It's got loads of uh, connotations. It's got loads of um, attributes and things that we need to be looking at in order to really make sure that it's fit for purpose. Um, especially when we've got a plethora of uh, prop tech apps coming into the industry, we've got to make sure that actually they're there and they're going to do a job that we want them to do. So. Why PropTech are real game changers uh, for agents? As I said already, it simplifies processes and that means you can concentrate on revenue generating tasks. And I've just realized I've got generating there twice on my side, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, and if you're gonna be generating um, more revenue, the one thing you don't wanna be doing is literally being held to tasks that are gonna take so much of your time that you are literally spending loads of it doing admin as opposed to building your pipeline. So the game changer aspect of this is, is if you've got real-time danger, uh, uh, data, you can quickly respond to issues. And that means you can make informed decisions. It means you can actually, um, talk to your landlords, talk to your other agents, talk to your, um, if, if you're sellers, et cetera, and really um, get to the crux of what the issues are, deal with them, manage them, and get that whole tenancy, that whole property process working seamlessly so everybody is happy. So that's why you've got to leverage um, your data sources, because then you can provide clients with more accurate, more up-to-date information about their properties. And that's what they want. Landlords want to know what's going on, where they can make efficiencies, how things are being managed, and really kind of always kind of take their foot off their own pedal and leave that to the property managers to get on with. But you can't do that if you don't understand what your property is doing. You can't do that if you don't understand how it's evolving through the tenancy, how it's um, being managed um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So, uh, you know, data sources that are effectively um, uh, coming through uh, in real time will help you make um, you know detailed um, decisions and allow you to collect that information and really make a difference and that gives you a competitive advantage if you can provide your services faster than your counterpart your your, your other agent down the road if you can be faster in your responses to the landlord, to the tenant, means you get better reviews. It means that you're seen as someone who actually does something, you're a doer, you are an agent that could be relied on. And that is gonna naturally create more business referrals. It's going to create a better funnel because people will naturally gravitate towards you as agents to be able to put the uh, properties on with you because they know you get things done. And the reason you get things done is because you know what's going on. You know what's happening with your portfolio. Now, if you think about the types of data that can make smart decisions, you're already using a whole plethora of data already. You've got occupancy rates, you know what kind of portfolio you've got, how many people are in there, you know what your turnover is, you know what your rental income is like, and also, of course, the expenses involved with that from a landlord point of view. 
So then you know what your net operating income is. So you understand how much this property is generating from a business point of view, from an agent point of view, and obviously the type of yield that the landlord is realising from that property. And that's what it's about at the end of the day. Yes, landlords um, uh, rent out property in order to give people homes, but it's also business. You know, we can't ever forget that. It's got to be fit for purpose. It's got to generate income. And the other points of data that you have are things like lease terms and rental payments and maintenance quests. Again, it's all data that you're using day in, day out. And whether you think about it in those kind of times or not, it gives you the ability to make decisions. You'd be able to understand whether you need to um, make a change to the rental payment. Is it going to go up? Does the landlord need it to go up? Can it stay the same? Um, do you need to deal with maintenance? You know, is that something you've got to schedule in? Is that got, it's got to be something that you, you know, you can um, deal with at a much later date or it needs to be done now? All these are, uh, you know, parts and, and um, uh, parts of data that you need in order to make a decision. And of course, then you've got the um, market data. So you've got um, real estate market, you've got your average rent, you've got your vacancy rates, and also the rental demand. And obviously at the moment, we know rental demand is extremely high and stock is very low. And a lot of tenants aren't moving um, because they haven't really, in some respects, got anywhere to move to because the rental stock is low or they're quite happy where they are. All this data gives you an understanding of what your pipeline is, and what also you need to do to increase that pipeline and where else you need to maybe target your efforts from an agency point of view, be that know, one bed, two beds, three beds, HMO, student market. It all gives you that information to see where your gaps are. And obviously then you've got your financial data. So your statements, your balance sheets, your income and cash flows. All these are data points you're using day in, day out. But there are other data points that you can also use. And this is the property. A property comes with a host of data. I mean, it's literally shouting and screaming at you from a data point of view, but we're not necessarily capturing it. But if you did, those information points will give you so much more information, so much more insight into what's happening to both the property and the tenancy, and that, that allows you again to make even better and more informed decisions. What kind of data points have we got? So these are just some of the sensor data that you can actually get from a property in real time or as part of your outsourced uh, reporting processes so that you can gather information, inform that as part of the portfolio or maybe just the single property, depending on how it's all let and the, the type of landlord you have. And it gives you the, the ability, again, to make decisions. So looking at these, you've got motion. So motion sensors can, as you can understand, would detect when people are in or out of the uh, property, whether they're security motion sensors, but also they're really useful for when it comes to when the property is in void. So that the, there's a change in the tenancy, maybe there's a gap a couple of weeks, or maybe there's some use of renovation going on. You can understand when people are in the property and then understand when people are not meant to be in the property. So that gives you that real-time data. Lighting obviously refers to um, energy usage. At the moment, energy bills are hugely um, inflated. Um, they're expensive. They're not looking to come down anytime soon. I think uh, the next rate rise in uh, energy is as, as of the end of this month, 31st of March, when the rate goes up again that, that's been capped by the government. So obviously, 
if you're using sensors to manage your lighting, um, that could be so that lighting comes on when someone walks in the room and goes off when they don't, or goes on and off at certain points of the day, depending on if they're a HMO. Um, so that gives you the ability to control the lighting, control the energy usage, control the bills. And that, again, is real-time information. And occupancy. So if you've got a HMO, if you've got a student uh, property or you've got multifamily property, it gives you the ability to understand who's in, who's out, what times of day they are in and out. So if you've got a, um, a professional let and most of the people are out during the day, then you know, do you need your heating on? Can you turn your lights off? Can you save energy so that when they do come home, it's already uh, the heating's already coming on or light comes on and it gives you that understanding. And all this information, again, can be real time. Air quality is extremely important at the moment, especially because we've come out of COVID. We've still got a pandemic of sorts because we're now living with COVID, although it's nowhere near obviously as bad as it was when we first um, came into this situation back in uh, 2020. But air quality is still very, very important because what that does is it um, helps you understand one, whether people in the property from a carbon um, dioxide point of view, but it also um, makes it easy to understand well, how is the property being managed? Is it being heated? Because if it's damp, and, and um, the, uh, it's cold in the property, you've got more chance of issues around mold and damp issues. And we know at the moment that is a big, big problem. But also air quality is important from a point of view of where the property is situated. So that could be near a major road, could be in a very built up area. And air quality is important because it affects health. So if people have got asthma, have got underlying immune deficiency issues, lung issues, air quality is going to be very, very important to them. So understanding that, getting that balance right, sensors will help do that, but also help inform you about what is actually happening in the property at any given time. Water sensors. Legionella, um, sorry, Legionella, um, from a disease point of view, is somewhat prevalent, um, Often you hear it more in commercial premises, but it is um, prevalent within the uh, housing industry, albeit sometimes we just don't know about it or it's very low key, but it's always got that potential to go up, you know, to actually create those uh, situations where um, Legionella might proliferate in the water systems. So understanding the water systems and water tank, if it's like too hot, or too cold, um, or equally, if you've got a problem with um, leaks within the property, if you've got sensors on key points within the property for those um, uh, pipe work, for the sensors that go near the water tanks or during the heating in the heating systems, you can get some real time information as to what's actually going on in the property. And if a leak does occur, then you've got the ability to deal with it and deal with it very, very quickly because you're getting that real time sensor information coming through to your systems. Smoke and carbon monoxide alarms, as we know, have to be tested at point of uh, tenancy check-in, uh, but they also need to be tested regularly. And I know as an inventory provider, they don't get tested whilst the tenant is in situ. Um, if you've got regular interim inspections, then there's a likelihood that um, a tenant um, will test them at that point when you go in to see them. But if you've not got regular inspections, you're only doing them maybe every six months, every year, then you could be missing key risk points in regards to those um, 
alarms. So by having those sensors linked to understand that whether they um, have been tested or equally that, um, that they are still um, fit for purpose in regards to the batteries, with regards to the um, uh, connection to the system, um, from an energy point of view, from electricity point of view, so they're hardwired in. Again, you've got all that real-time information, but these also need to be checked. So they need to be checked out pre-tenancy at, at check-in at inventory and interim and again at checkout to give you that information but those times in between you've got to know what's going on in that property so again a sensor from a smoker carbon monoxide alarm will give you that information and then temperature so that kind of goes back towards what i was saying about air quality temperature especially at the moment is a real real big problem because people cannot afford to heat their homes that is a reality so I've already seen it from a provider point of view, going into homes, doing some interim inspections and also checkouts when finding that there's much bigger mould and damp issues um, in the property because the, the tenant hasn't heated it. They've not been able to afford to. Um, the temperature is obviously a lot lower than it should be. They're not opening the windows, so they're not creating that ventilation route because obviously that costs money. So if you're heating the property up, the last thing you're going to do is open a window to you know, freshen the air, but that's what they need to do to prevent mold, to prevent damp. So understanding the temperature in a property at any given point from a sensor point of view will give you again a load of information. And then if it's going too low or was consistently low, then that should really trigger uh, a visit to that property to see what is going on. That is over and above what you're already doing with the interim inspections, which really should be at least every three months. So if you look at just some of those sensor points, you've got all, all of a sudden you've got a lot of information understanding whether a property is um, vacant, whether it's meant to be void, but for some reason there's activity, whether you know, the air quality in the property is as good as it should be, whether there's water leaks, whether there's issues with the smoke alarms or issues with um, how the property is being managed from an energy point of view, where you could potentially be saving the landlord's um, money from bills if they're included like we do in the HMOs or even in residential properties because we're finding tenants are actually asking more and more now are utilities included in the rent so if landlords going to go down that route then they need to understand well what is the property going to react like what's it doing how can I minimize you know my cost because if the energy usage is included in the rent but the usage has gone up then the landlord's going to be out of pocket and if they're out of pocket, they're going to be looking to you as an agent to say, well, OK, well, what are you going to do about it? So sensors really, really help that. And that gives you instant data feed. And that will then help you make those all important decisions. And data can do so many different things. It can aid property maintenance. And that's what it needs to be doing. You need to be able to schedule in your maintenance what's going on at any given time forecast when things maybe need to be changed, need to be upgraded or managed, and also de-risk those in regards to um, the uh, anything coming up in regards to how the property is being managed from, um, maybe it's not been heated right, so they're de-risking it from a point of view of mould, or also de-risking it from a point of view that the, the pipes might burst because the property is so cold that it's not being heated and the pipes will then get damaged because of that. 
also gives you instant security updates and that de-risks the management of the property. So if someone's in there when it shouldn't be, the property is meant to be void and yet you're seeing footfall, you're seeing changes in CO detection um, because you've got sensors telling you that, you know, that there's a change there. That will normally indicates that a person is in the property so you can then do something about it. It also helps reduce the carbon footprint. At the moment, the build environment, the rental, the residential, contributes a huge amount to the carbon um, issues that the UK is facing. And as we race to the 2050 carbon neutral point, we need to understand, well, how can we repurpose or rejig the property to be as um, carbon friendly as possible? Because tenants are actually mindful of this. So, you know, the property has also got to be able to help with that. And that will also help with how they see that property when it comes to renting, either short term, long term, or when they're coming to choose that. And the data also gives you insights into occupation, uh, sorry, occupier retention. Um, and it gives you an understanding of well, how long is that property going to be rented for? Um, can you rent it for longer because you've got all these mechanisms in place that the tenants could be able to use to make their living experience so much better, so more effective, so more efficient. And obviously then this reduces lower void rates. Now at the moment, I know void rates are effectively artificially low because of the lack of stock, but we are gonna to get to a point where we're gonna get more property into the market. Those void rates will likely go up because tenants will have more choice. So you've got to future plan. It's not a case of what we're doing now. It's also a case of where we're going to be um, in, say, six months, 12 months. So, yes, you can plan for now, but it's short sighted. You need to be looking long term and understanding, OK, when we get to that point, we've got more properties in the property sorry, in the sector. How can we lower void rates? And at the end of the day, all this creates an opportunity to create higher rental yields for the client. And that's what landlords want. They want to see a higher rental yield. And if they're getting it from you as the agent, then they're going to stay with you. They're going to keep using your services, paying your service fees. If they're not getting that, they're seeing that yield go down or not getting the service they want, then they will go elsewhere. They have the choice and a lot of landlords are exercising that choice. So you need to do that. And that will also increase efficiency, improve a user's experience. And the user's experience is right the way through the stakeholder um, timeline. So it's the it's the landlord and the tenant and everybody involved in that experience of managing that property. So all this gives you the ability to make smart decisions and by capturing and analysing. So it's not a case of having the sensor and not doing anything with the data. You need to analyse it. You can make informed decisions about how you can optimise the property's performance, the energy usage, the heating, reduce the costs both for the tenant and for the landlord and improve the tenant experience. We all like really good positive reviews, but getting those reviews can be quite difficult because as soon as someone has a bad experience, that will always take precedent over all the hundreds of really good experiences um, that a tenant might have or a landlord might have. So if you can reduce the risk of a poor experience, then of course then the reviews will go up and again people will look at you from a point of view of you're a really good agent, you're managing the property well, you're reducing the cost of the landlords, the tenant has a great experience and therefore you're the kind of person that I want to be listing my property with. And this is where additional revenue sources can be identified, they can be generated and the return on investment increase and that's a return on investment for you as the agent in regards to what you invest in your time, your effort in managing the property, and also for the landlord, the yield, and also for the tenant experience as well. So these all 
sensor points allow you to make smart decisions. So some practical steps for integrating your property data. Inventory base, we have um, our inventory base connect, so we can connect all these different options within the um, sector to be able to capture information, to be able to manage that information, to share that information, be that through MRI sales and lettings, through repit, uh, through fixed flow for your um, property management side of things. It all gives you the ability to um, integrate your day-to-day -day operations. One of the key things I would say is assess your prop tech task your tech will it do what you need it to do ask it find out what it is that you need to do and make sure that when you get that tech in that it does what it says not only on the tin but what you need it to do and this is why we have inventory base connect we've got an open api we can bring all of these different data sources into the system to be able to inform and then be able to allow agents and landlords and tenants to make informed decisions and these uh, information points can be through real-time data. They could be embedded via a URL, so a link within the report. They can be imported from third-party data software through CRMs. Because of the open API that we have, we can be able to bring all those in and allow you then to see that in real-time and make those decisions. And as we get to the point where we're going to be sharing more data with the portals, we've got the material information with the trading standards, we've got um, part A already in, we've got part B and C coming in. All of that is information. All of that is information that we need to share and share with the tenant, share with the landlord and share with the industry. So by integrating your, um, your systems, integrating your tech, you'll be able to bring all that information together so everybody can then use it. So the key thing is task your task at tech, assess what it is that you need it to do and make sure that it's doing exactly that. And as you can see from this graphic, you can bring all that together. So your suppliers, your residents, your property data, your sensors, your staff, you're bringing it all into one system so that that system can be accessed and then shared further and becomes a central hub for all of that information. So you'll be able to again make really good decisions. And then from a benefits point of view, tenants, they get the convenience, they like um, tech in rental homes, they're looking for efficiency and convenience, they want sustainability, so they want to know that they can optimise energy usage, make rentals, properties more attractive to both the eco-conscious tenants and just the money-conscious uh, tenants, because at the end of the day, you know, they're spending a lot of their money on the uh, rental property, so of course then they don't want to then be spending even more because the property isn't um, efficient from an energy point of view and obviously this relates to being cost effective and this could be like having control over appliances and systems that save money over the course of the tenancy and if you can prove that from an agent point of view that um, the uh, landlord has got a property that is efficient and a tenant's got a property that won't cost them the earth then you know they're more likely to come to you to see you um, to you know even list your property uh, with you or for the tenant to take the property over and security is really important for tenants. They want to know that they're going to be in this property, especially for the long term, it's going to be um, safe, it's going to be smart, it's going to give them peace of mind, and it's going to give them the ability to um, want to stay longer because they feel safe, they feel settled, they feel able to raise their family. So this could give you know a, a huge benefit when choosing which property um, to take on. Uh, landlords, you've got the benefits of um, insurance, um, in regards to reducing insurance premiums, um, LexisNexis risk said um, smart te technology can lead to reduction of home insurance premiums of up to five percent. Again, it's looking at hazards and water leaks and allowing you know to pay, take preventative action. And obviously, 
increased yields. Um, a study by Carbon Credentials found that implementing energy efficiency measures um, can lead to an average saving of around about 2,100 per property, and that translates to a yield of about 5%. So again, you can see the benefits of building, building all the time with this smart data. And obviously from property managers point of view, if you can reduce maintenance costs and operations like Memoria saying here for up to 10%, then you can show how efficient your processes are to the uh, landlord, to the prospective tenant, and then showcase how you can manage the property much more effectively than your counterparts and the other agency down the road. And as you can see here, Schneider Electric found that buildings with integrated sensors, controls can save up to 30% in energy costs. And RealPage found that properties with smart building technology can save up to 21% in maintenance costs and 50% in reduction in service requests. So again, you're seeing loads and loads of benefits. Uh, Deloitte here, automating systems can reduce maintenance up to 25%. And British Institute of Facilities Management believe that technology, the sensors can produce or can increase productivity up to 28%. So if you're being sensible about your data, if you're being sensible and being smart, increasing the ability to pull in data from the property, you know, get it to talk to you in real time, not that so you have to go out every single day to be able to get this information, so it's talking to you through your senses, through your reports, through your URLs and your CRMs, then you've got much better um, ability to be able to manage that property effectively, increase the yield for the landlord, increase the user experience, and that will naturally increase the um, uh, experience of how people see you as the agent and also how you can then justify your costs um, in regards to how the property is let and managed. So um, I hope you found that really, really useful. Um, um, if you do have any questions, you can see the details here of how to contact the sales team. And also you can email us at sales at infantrybase.com. So if we have any time for questions, because I realize I'm pretty much on time, Rachel, um, <laughs> feel yeah. free. Okay, so uh, we haven't got any questions at the moment, but um, if anybody does get any questions that they think of afterwards, um, please pop them over to our email. Uh, which is courses.events at propertymark.co.uk and we can get these forwarded on um, to Sean. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you to for everyone for joining us today and thank you to you Sean for um, the webinar, it's been brilliant. Um, like I say, if anyone has any questions, please send them over and other than that, I just want to wish you a lovely rest of your week. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us this week on the Inventory Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports.